Hello, I'm Bob Danhauser on staff with CFA Institute, and I'd like to welcome you to another installment of our Take 15 video series. Today, we're very happy to have Alex Merguia with us. Alex is a founding principal of McLean Asset Management, and he's also an entrepreneur, having founded Innostream Solutions, a dynamic technology company that addresses financial planning technology. Alex, thanks very much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So, um, Innostream is, is focused on uh, novel technology underpinning financial planning. In the bad old days of not that far ago, maybe five or 10 years ago, financial planning was viewed as something of a necessary evil on the way to the more interesting investment mandate. Sure. Um, the cost of providing financial planning these days is actually fairly modest. What's happened with that whole value proposition? Is it a case of advisors just waking up to the value of a financial plan and framing a lot of their work with clients or are clients actually expressing different values associated with planning? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think it's a bit of both from that standpoint. Uh, when I started Instrument, well, it was around the, the battle days that, that you had mentioned. And what you come to the realization is that the investments and the planning work hand in hand. I mean, before the value proposition of an advisor was you come in with this much and you're going to leave with this plus X. You know, and if it's if the plus X is a capital X versus a smaller lowercase X, you did better. Right. You know, from that standpoint, and I would say that has shifted to really what is the context behind your investment thesis? You know, the investment mandate isn't just I want more than what I came in with. It's I've I've earned this much throughout my life. I want to make sure that I'm on track to achieve what I want to achieve with my life in a way that's prudent from that standpoint. And, and so the, the planning has served to contextualize the investment experience. And that's something that has just grown more and more since the time period you referenced. And for that context to sort of rationalize and, and demonstrate the value of the ultimate investment solution, um, does the value still sort of get hidden in the assets under management fee that's typical of investment advisors or more Practitioner is now breaking it out to make the value of the planning process a little bit more explicit. That's a good point. Uh, some have tried, frankly, at that, from that standpoint. Some folks charge for financial plans separately just to sort of show that. Or some come in at a retainer model mm -hmm. to show that, hey, it's, it's for the all-encompassing services. I, I think ultimately folks are tied to an AUM piece right now, for better or for worse. And so it, it's a good point, and I don't know if what will get solved first, that or, so, or cold fusion, <laughs> you know, from that standpoint, because uh, the, the AUM sort of fee structure just, it, it just it's, it's, an ease of, it's an ease of billing. And so you're right, if your value proposition is planning and so forth, but it's embedded in the AUM fee, then it's hard to disentangle the explicit value, if you will. Right. But there's other ways to look at it. You can look at it from, it helps maintain the client relationship from an attrition standpoint. It helps the referral, you know, the clients bringing in their friends because you've done such a good job for them. You know, th things along those lines, you, you see it that, but to your point, that's more an implicit kind of production of the value as opposed to an explicit because you're not actually billing for the plans. Now, some folks do you know, from that standpoint, but we don't at our firm. Right. You know, as we look at the landscape these days um, with what's been going on at the Department of Labor with their fiduciary duty rules and now promises from the SEC to work on a unified fiduciary standard, 
the fiduciary mindset seems to be setting in amongst practitioners in the U.S., regardless of the underlying regulatory framework. It may be a case of Absolutely. regulations catching up to, to practitioners. And um, interestingly, at least from our perspective, we see the public's consciousness changing a little bit around uh, fiduciary duty and what it means. And with that as a backdrop, um, it's becoming a, an increasing challenge for advisors to fulfill their fiduciary duty by scanning the landscape for all products and trying to understand what's really in their client's best interests. In an early iteration of Innistream, you experimented with creating a marketplace mediated by yeah. technology to help advisors um, do just that, to, to sort of take a look at products and product categories and evaluate them on behalf of clients. Does tech still have that potential, do you think? Or does, in fact, tech make it harder for advisors by opening up access to more and more products that they have trouble keeping up with? Well, it's a good question. I, I, th I think that question actually dovetails nicely with the, the first one in terms of the value proposition from planning. I, I'll give a little preamble and then get to the answer. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, the advisor has served as a clearinghouse for investment information. You know, you know, building a portfolio, I'm, I'm kind of the person that will do that for you. I see the value proposition of an advisor, while investments are still a key component, as being this clearinghouse for anything that really intersects a, with a dollar for your financial situation. I'm going to guide you through a life cycle of financial decisions. And so that then opens the door for can technology provide that clearinghouse for the advisor for, you know, to, to be able to provide options that they can present to their clients in a manner that's prudent and within the fiduciary you know, landscape. Now, I think at the end of the day, advisors initially may be leery, and rightly so. Like, why are you providing this, this solution set for me? What, what's the you know, underlying conversation that you're not having with me you know, from that standpoint? But that's to be expected. But ultimately, I think at the end of the day, that's going to happen more and more where technology can really provide a complete solution set for everything that intersects finance for a client. You know, as of today, the CFA curriculum doesn't include a section on managing technology, and yet, uh, as we talk to advisors, that's featuring more and more in their day-to-day -day lives and the tasks that they um, take on. Do you think that end-to-end -end solutions that provide a real tight, integrated solution to a lot of what drives investment management and investment advisory practices is something that's imminent or on the near horizon, or is it going to continue to be incumbent upon advisors to either develop or hire the expertise that they need to stitch together best of breed solutions for each of the sure. functions that are required for a practice? Sure. Uh, again, uh, with regards to the question, I, I think the, the the first point that that just struck me is uh, you know, uh, technology is part of the curriculum and so forth. To me, I, I don't necessarily separate technology. It, to me, it's all practice management. Mm -hmm. And you know, you, any firm, any industry is going to have a significant component of technology because it's just how you run your firm. So you know, I, I don't make a distinction between that and practice management as as, as overall curriculum piece. Now, having an end-to-end -end solution, from my vantage point, from what I've seen as a both consumer and as a creator, those are difficult, the Swiss, Swiss Army knives components. What you find very quickly is you can't be everything to everyone. And so you find a lot of these end-to-end -end solutions that do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and so forth, tend to be C products. And so an advisor will invariably say, well, it does A through ABC. You know, it does all these things, but really, really does poorly, so let me find my own B. 
And so effectively, you stitch together your, your own quill. You know, and so I, I, I think end-to-end -end solutions I'm always leery of because, again, they have their own product map. They have their own roadmap. And it's hard to be a, a portfolio management, a CRM, and a financial planning tool all at once. It, it just is. And so from my experience, you're better off stitching it together yourself. And that does take a little bit of, I guess, work, you know, from that standpoint to decide what's the best of breed. But help is there. There's a lot of folks that can help you out. And you can be an informed consumer, right. you know, fairly easily. And the technology from an integration standpoint, it's getting to the point that that, that shouldn't be a problem. So you're a little unique in that you're an investment advisor. You, you sure. are a principal at a registered investment advisory firm. Um, and yet you jumped off from that with some entrepreneurial ventures into, into technology. Sure. Um, but your arrival to this space was um, a little off the beaten path. Yes. You, you studied film and you, you flirted with a career uh, in academia, in psychology. Sure. Um, does that, should that give pause to other advisors for other non-traditional entrants into this business? Is there anything to worry about from non-traditional entrants? Maybe, but I, I don't know how you picked that up because I didn't, I don't think on my CV <laughs> on the website, I even We're have very the, thorough the film part. <laughs> I'm like, check my history here. No, uh, it's an interesting piece. I mean, I got my doctorate in psychology, but uh, it's not too different. I, was, I wasn't necessarily a therapist. I was more the, the, the researcher, if you will. So it actually, again, dovetailed nicely into investments because of the statistics background from that standpoint. But I think, uh, you know, from a multidisciplinary standpoint, yeah, I do think this industry is, is, uh, is, is tailor-made for folks from other disciplines to come in and add to the mix. And I, I think that's a good thing, you know, to a large extent. And as advisors who came in traditionally, I think it's incumbent upon them to, you know, the mind works when it's open, <laughs> you know, like a parachute kind of thing, and, and to really continually sharpen their soul. I mean, if you looked at the presentations you had today, there's, there's a whole variety of things that have nothing to do with investments. And if an advisor is not on it to a large extent, you, you know, you'll get passed over. So, yeah, I do think they need to be vigilant, but in a good way. I, I mean, the industry will, will benefit in aggregate from having people from multidisciplines come in. Well, Alex, thank you very much for your insights and for your time today. Uh, for more information about Alex and his work, you can look at the website InnoStreamWealth.com. And we'd invite you also to visit the CFA Institute website at cfainstitute.org for more of our Take 15 video segments and other content related to private wealth management. Thank you. Copyright 2018, CFA Institute, all rights reserved. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.